Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that there was an unaired prequel to The Fast and the Furious starring Armadillos? It was called The Moderately Paced and The Even Tempered. <laughs> I just don't understand why it didn't take off. <laughs> For more Armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes Adairly, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Pontop, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters 7 through 14 of Dead Ever After, the 13th and final book in the Southern Vampire Mysteries series. Last time. Previously, a shadowy cabal of Sookie's greatest foes meets in secret. Steve Newland, the mad reverend, Johan Glassport, the serial killer lawyer, and Arlene Fowler, the um, ex-waitress, I guess. I you know, they can't all be winners, right? <laughs> anyway, in the aftermath of the werewolf trial, Suki and Sam are having a rough time. Sam can't get over his whole not being dead thing, and Suki's relationship with Eric is... So when they find Arlene's body in the Merlot's dumpster, they can't help but roll their eyes and be like, again? <laughs> to top it all off, Eric has asked Suki to come to see him for what we can only assume is some sort of public abuse. And of course, Suki's gonna go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So of that's, course. yeah. It'd be so rude not to. Oh, right, exactly. She's got that southern hospitality thing, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Chapter seven. Sookie kind of wonders about who put Arlene's body in the dumpster. She doesn't think about if she could kill Arlene, just who she would ask to help her get that body in the dumpster. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yes. Like she's uh, sort of planning a murder that she already missed the chance of doing. Right. And yeah. she says, trying to figure out who would help me do such a thing. When I consider that, I did have a lot of friends and acquaintances who were not strangers to body disposal. They would help me with few questions asked. But what did that say about my life? Okay, screw the brooding introspection. My life was what it was. If it had been tougher and bloodier than I'd ever imagined, that was a done deal. Yeah, just don't think about it. Just don't yeah. think about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't, don't pull that thread. Mm -mm. There's a minute there where she's like, you know, uh, a lone human couldn't have done it, but Sam probably could have. But he wouldn't do that without telling me, or without a good reason, probably. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's just funny. Uh, she knows a lot of people who would absolutely be happy to help her dump a corpse if necessary. In fact, she knows a lot of people who have already helped her dump. I think like everybody she knows would help her. That's like a course. first date for Sookie. Yeah, remember that was <laughs> yes, her first yeah. date without seed, right? It was. <laughs> it's funny that when Merlots reopens at this point, like people don't stay away. At this point, just people come in for the hot murder goss, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> remember when murders at Merlots used to be something that was bad for business, you know? I feel yeah. like they need to like make this a slogan or something, it's you know? It's like the Fantasia, where people come in to, to stare and gawk at the dangerous creatures of the night. It, except with Merlots, it's Sookie. Yeah. <laughs> come on down to Murder Lots. Maybe you'll die next. <laughs> murder Lots. <laughs> Closely related to Big Lots. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Sookie fights with Jane Boathouse and her son, and it's so manipulative. Uh huh. Yeah. She's like, we're so magnanimous. We'd let you sit here and drink yourself to death. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah like, you really hurt our feelings. She said every every other place in town has cut you off for your own good, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you keep coming to us. And that's why you shouldn't sue us because we'll let you drink yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> we care enough to kill you with poison. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. But, we care enough to keep you from driving home. So you know, following the law, so you don't lose your liquor license. Uh huh. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a legal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 
they talk her out of the lawsuit by refusing to serve her. Yes. So I guess that's uh, fine. And Sam has, says he'll pay her ambulance fee. Right. Uh, or hospital and fees. The least he could do, I Can guess. Can afford that? That's really expensive. Well, we said he should have sued anyway, because doesn't he have, like, insurance that would cover it? Like, bar insurance? Uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It might raise his rates or something, but, mm. I don't know, maybe that everybody will win if he does that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck the insurance companies, have, right? Uh, yeah, what do they call it? Not renter's insurance. There's a, there's a thing that liability Commercial insurance. Commercial liability? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Karen, the slaughterer, <laughs> arrives to escort Suki to Fantasia. That name never gets old. No. <laughs> so Karen arrives to escort Suki to Fantasia, and oh shit, Philippe and Freda are there. Yeah. Th- okay, so this is a busy night when Suki is working, and... She has had zero zero contact from Eric as far as like what 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 the you know what the expectations are, mm-hmm. and Karen just shows up and is like it's time to go, and she's like okay, you know, like she needs boundaries, right? You know, come on. But she does uh, this all the time. Like remember, like give Eric this secret package and don't ask anybody about it. It's gonna be really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Sam asks Karen to look out for Sookie, and she answers with kind of like a, a vampiric flair for drama. Mm-hmm. Like, I will got her with my life or something like that. And I was like, thanks, Karen. <laughs> yep. But okay, I guess they're divorced. Yeah. Vampire so divorce. They do the, the little ritual, poke each other with the dagger. Yep. On the way to Shreveport, Sookie attempts to make small talk with Karen the Slaughterer, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it was excellent. You know, it's like the tops are ranging from like how long it would take to learn to drive a car. She's like, how long, you know, Karen wants to know about these things. Yeah. And Suki trying to talk her into, you know, giving her a murder alibi. And Karen's response is something like, that is a thing I could say or something. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I just, I just like, I love this character, you know? Yeah. And uh, Talia is manning the front door, um, snarling at guests. And she only pauses in her snarling to acknowledge Suki, which I thought was like a nice touch. She, she relaxes her scowl. Yeah, yeah. briefly. Which Suki interprets as a, as a beaming smile. <laughs> yeah. Because Suki gives her a big old thumbs up because with the arm that she got reattached. Yeah. There you go. Good arm. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted, like, I, I remember why I like all these various vampires in this. This mm-hmm. book does feel like Charlene Harris is throwing in all the characters, playing all the hits. So yeah. we all, you know, they get some screen time. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, what is it called? A, like a going away tour or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, chapter eight. Suki drives home and Eric arrives and he's kind of like, JK, JK, maybe he wants to bring her to Oklahoma as his mistress. But, but hold on, when she gets home, Bill is waiting on her lawn. Oh, I don't even make note of Bill anymore. Her, he's sitting in a lawn chair on her yeah. lawn just yeah. waiting for her. Just in case. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, "No, I'm not that desperate." <laughs> but she thinks about it. She's she like, does. "I could, but no." Come on, Bill. Don't you have something better to do with no, your time? He, he does literally not. does not. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, then Eric shows up yeah. and uh, has the nerve to ask her to be his secret side piece. Yeah, because Freda is certainly not going to immediately learn about that and go and murder her. Yeah. yeah. Is absolutely idiotic. There's a big old fight where he regrets not turning her with or without her consent. Yeah. And she acts shocked, but like. Yeah, this is this is like. Yeah. I mean, this How is. Do you think this was gonna end, Suki? You're right. Gonna be Eighty years old, and he's gonna hold your hand. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's time for her to tell this guy to, to hit the hit the road, and she finally finally does after all this, you know. <laughs> Which is a shame because, you know, he fucks like a freight train, right? But, uh, I think she says that at one point. I think she does, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a tough act to follow is all I'm saying, you know? It is. Yep. 
she is arrested the next morning. Yeah, and that's not a, even that's a rough twenty four hours. You know, not even for any of the actual murders she committed, right? Like that's like right. the irony of this. Yeah, she she is so shocked and embarrassed to be arrested that I was like, wait. Hasn't she been arrested like three times before for all the murders? But, she but no, never, she's never, never been arrested. She's, no. been, she's been taken in for questionings many times. She, she, she's been investigated and harassed by the cops all the time, but but never actually arrested. Nope. Nope. Yep. Uh, so yeah, definitely ironic. Yes. Uh, and meanwhile, in a meanwhile, shady motel... Elsewhere outside of Bontomp, Steve Newlin and Johan Glassport are very glad she's in jail and they're meeting with someone Yeah, tomorrow. this is interesting. They're, they're expressing that they're... or they, At least uh, Johan seems really nervous to meet this person face-to-face. Which, you know, up until this moment, I've been assuming this was Copley Carmichael who's yeah. hired them. But I can't imagine why they would be scared to meet Copley. So I wonder... Is it... A devil? That's what I'm thinking. Is it the devil that's been fucking around New Orleans? Uh, Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Could be, but why would that devil be involved in this? It doesn't give a shit about... Yeah, remember, in the the early... Earlier part of this book, that devil was like, I would not want to go against Sookie because she has powerful friends, right? <laughs> and then looks at Mr. Catali and he's sitting in the restaurant <laughs> with him. So, I, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like it would be him, but who knows, yeah. Then it's probably Copley Carmichael. That would be, that was what I've assumed up until now, but I'm not I so sure. Think of, but like, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yes. Also, Steve Newland is uh, too busy being gross about what he hopes happens to Sookie in prison to even think about that. So, I was like, yeah, yeah fuck this guy. Yeah. I hope he Agreed. dies. Chapter 9. Andy Belfleur thinks that there is not nearly strong enough evidence to arrest Sookie, but Al C. Beck is convinced, somehow managed to convince the sheriff because there's something super wrong with his brain right yeah, now. Yeah, she tries to scan him and he's got evil brain. Evil you know? brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is charged with second degree murder and thrown in a cell with Jane Boathouse. During the arrest, I appreciate that Sookie doesn't like miss an opportunity to, to twist the knife a little. She says something like, Sorry, Andy, I guess I won't be able to make your wife's baby shower. And he's like, come on. (laughs) Oh, Suki, you know? Yeah. But uh, second degree murder is the charge, which comes with a penalty of life in prison. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, just think of all the reading time, you know? Although I do imagine that being a telepath in prison probably really sucks, right? Yeah. That'd be a a lot of horrible, horrible stuff going on around you. Mm Mm-hmm. She has a lot of time, so she chats with Jane Boathouse. Jane saw Arlene a couple of days before with a couple of men in a very remote spot talking. And yeah. yeah. Sookie doesn't quite know what to do with that. But yeah, I'll see visits at one point and he's still possessed or something. And she's like, I'm so glad there's a there's a jail cell between me and this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do appreciate that the author didn't shy away from talking about the prison dumps, you know? Like, when <laughs> Sookie first gets there, she takes a, a dominance dump, which yeah. everyone knows the first day in prison, you're supposed to shut up the biggest toilet you see as <laughs> a warning to everyone there that not to mess with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, Jane Boathouse, being Jane Boathouse, has a, you know, a both-end <laughs> blowout, as we call it in the biz. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, you know. Wink! <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, during this conversation, um, Jane Boathouse is talking about her time with Handyman Hank, and Sookie thinks about how she'll never be able to hire Hank again, and I was thinking, you know, from somebody who is, is a murderer and is currently in jail for murder, she's being awfully judgy about she is true, this, yeah. this guy hooking up with Jane Boathouse, you know? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she goes into court and all her friends are there. Aww. I yeah. thought this was pretty sweet. Was. What she was thinking up to this point was that the only person she had to rely on was Jason. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, suck it, you're screwed. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, but but everyone's there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kennedy's there. Uh, yeah, like, Alstead is there. It's Hell, like, Tara brought the babies. Tara brought the babies, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, notably, uh, who is not there is Sam. And we're mm-hmm. not sure why, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and of all the people who are there to bail her out, it turns out to be Eric, or at least, you know, Mustafa's, his day man is there on, on Eric's behalf. Um, and it's funny because, like, the judge even seems to kind of think all this is bullshit, you know? Yeah. Uh, is trying to, and, and the prosecutor trying to push for uh, her not to be out on bail, and the judge is like, come on, this doesn't make any sense. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. She can't leave her, her manor home. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. She goes home, and there's a threatening message on the answering machine, something about how you took away my last chance and you'll pay for it. Yeah. I, I, okay, this is, my read is that this is a fairy thing. There's a fairy out there messing with her. I don't know which one. Yeah. Well, when it's a plot that doesn't make a lot of sense. Fairies. Fairies. Right. Fairy stuff. That is a good point. They often have, uh, interesting reasons for doing things, right? And it would have been the last chance to go back to fairy, right? Oh. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. I know what it is. Mm. Wait, what, what, is is that fairy who, who impregnated Claudine dead? I can't remember what happened to that fairy. I have no idea. Because, you know, maybe his last chance to have a fairy kid because oh, now fairy sealed. Yeah, like a fairy. I just figured it was Cobley Carmichael because the, the last chance for the clue yield or. That, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Uh, yes. But she would have probably recognized his voice, right? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Know. Yeah. But she calls Andy to listen and also tells him that he needs to ask Elsie to check his car because she thinks somebody put something hinky in it, some sort of charm. Of, or witchy thing. Yeah, yeah. witchy thing, because his brain is so crazy. Also, that's a, that's a leap of logic, right? I, I mean, I, I yeah. wonder, has like, she seen something like this before? Like, yeah, placed in the car. I, I, I mean, I don't know why she would think that or expect that, but we know that's true because of the... Mm-hmm. The fact that we've witnessed the yeah, so talk psychic, and that means she can. I actually noticed that what psychic means is that you can read the words of the book that that we're reading, <laughs> right? So if it's written in the book that we're reading, then she can hear it. She can hear it. Yeah. So maybe these little she can hear our thoughts. Oh, okay. like, shit! Do you think she's listening to our podcast right now? Uh, if you are, check us out at armadillo.club. Find out how to join our Patreon. So <laughs> yeah, Suki, you know. Yeah, came into some money recently, right? <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's like uh, she could read the words of those little interludes. With the other people there, right? Mm-hmm. So she knows there's something going on. Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah. But she doesn't know who they are yet. Yet. Uh, one of the first things that Suki wants to do when she gets home is to go shower so she can go to work. And I was just thinking, you get out of jail and you're like, okay, time to go back to the office? I, I just don't know, Suki, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like maybe maybe she needs to yeah. just take a break. Take some time off. I think she just desperately wants things to go back to normal. I think that makes sense. I suppose that does make sense, yeah. yeah. But that's, I mean... If you're working class, you gotta go to work, right? You gotta mm-hmm. pay the bills. Yeah, that's true. But she's a, she's an owner now, right? She's a boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just playing at it. <laughs> she probably doesn't need to work anymore. She's taking a job away from somebody else in that mm-hmm. crappy bon ton economy. <laughs> could be true. Holly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Holly Holly comes into work and she's like, "Don't worry, I'm not trying to take your job forever." But you know, and, and I mean, Cookie, so, so he gives her a look like, "You best not be." Yeah. <laughs> You saw what happened in the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chapter yeah. 10. Might end up in the you're fired dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
poor Arlene. I mean, I hate Arlene for no, she sucks. a lot of good reasons, but also maybe she didn't deserve to be dumped in a dumpster. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She had kids. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they're better off without her. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Chapter 10. Andy does not get LC to check out his car because he's already on LC's shit list. And she, so Sookie goes into work and Sam gives her this cold shoulder. He's being really weird about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, I, I can't imagine what he could, he, what he could possibly be upset about. But he seems to be mad at her, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone else in Merlots is super cool about the whole situation, though. You know, it's like, Sookie isn't even the first person arrested for murder to be working there. Thanks to Kennedy. So it's <laughs> right, like, yeah. And eh. Kennedy totes did it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows Kennedy did it. So it's like, Sookie's just like, oh, she's, she's wrongfully accused. It's fine. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. It is murder lots. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm telling you, this yeah, is where people go. You should have hired Arlene back to like complete the set, right? Right? Uh, that's right, yeah. Well, she didn't, did she, Arlene didn't ever manage to kill anybody. Conspiracy of murder? It's, I mean, she tried. Conspiracy to crucify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty gnarly way to murder someone, so, yeah. you know, I guess that counts. Uh, Danny tells her that Bill is getting a security system installed, and Sookie's, quote, curious as hell. I think Bill told Danny to say that to get her interested. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, yeah. maybe you should hint to Sookie that, uh, maybe, just maybe, security system might be a good idea. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's right, right? Like, Oh, I was talking more. Bill said, said to tell Danny that he was getting one because he wanted Sookie to come over and talk to him. Oh, that's what I mean. about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. That about anything. Well, I did notice that literally anything. Yeah. Know, Sookie's like my, my land is impregnated with fairy magic and I've got like elf wards, but I don't have witch wards. So I don't know if that's really good enough, but it never enters her mind to actually get a security system, right? Yeah. Like an alarm. I mean, if she had a security system, she'd know that Arlene stole her scarf. She'd have evidence that Starling, that Arlene stole her that's scarf. That's true. Yeah. Did I, they have rings back in whenever this book came out? I don't think so. Those are pretty recent. Yeah. But they, they've had, you but, know, cheap security cameras for a long time exactly yeah 2013 yeah definitely definitely but no it does not occur to her nope she's leaving work and she sees something someone in the woods so she calls kenya who kenya says she'll check it out um she she does call kenya but she uh, there's a minute there where she seriously seriously considers running into the woods to take on whatever it is herself yeah what are my options and one of them is i dash in there and beat it up yeah. But I don't feel like dashing right now. Yeah, and she yeah. doesn't have her fighting chain on her, you know? It's, true, it's just yeah. like... So she calls the cops, and Kenya's like, you're calling us? What? You don't, <laughs> you don't have your fighting chain on you, right? And so <laughs> like, no. Oh, he's like, hello, Sookie, where's the corpse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no corpse this time? Cool, thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. She goes home, and it turns out that the threatening call had come from an abandoned house in New Orleans. Yeah, where someone had broken in to use the phone. Is this a thing that people do? Breaking into a house to use I mean, their yeah, phone? Do, do homes have landlines anymore? I, you'd have to know that the phone had... The, 13 they would have, right? Would they? I mean, maybe. Were, were, was there still pay phones back then? I, that's what I was thinking. Is like a pay phone seems like the obvious choice here. The first iPhone came out in like 2007. So I mm. doubt it. Like That's a long ass time. Yeah, I guess so. Sure, everybody yeah. had something. Listeners, if, if you're if you're younger than us, there used to be these pay phones all around that you would put a quarter into, and they would let you make a call. They were placed on street corners and stuff. And if you're younger than us, a quarter is a quarter. <laughs> it's like one quarter of a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> we don't use them anymore, but they're good for uh, flipping. You can use them to settle bets, I guess. Yeah, that's their primary purpose at the yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> she calls Mr. Cataliades and speaks with Diantha. 
Diantha. Oh, yeah, she's great. I love great. Diantha. Yeah. Mr. C is worried about Sookie. He has a twinge of fear. Plus, there's some business reasons, so he's going to visit. And they're bringing uh, the, everyone with them. It's... Yeah, but but first, <clears throat> it says Mr. Cataliades was going to get in touch, but he first had to consult with some people that are really hard to catch. Huh. Devils, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I, I want a book series that follows him. I, I love Mr. Cataliades. He's one of my favorite characters. Like everybody is interesting. There's so many interesting characters, but I think Mr. Cataliades would be the most fascinating one to follow. Yeah, just like a spinoff series that's just like the law practice of uh, Desmond Cataliades, where yeah. just like the cases that he... Because he, he handles a lot of supernatural law, right? I imagine. He's on nodding terms with a devil. Right, right exactly. Yeah, he's so, like, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, we, I, like, we, we have, I don't think we've even heard much about his uh, his sponsor, right? Like, we, we met... Yeah, but, but, Bettina or something Bertine. like that? Bertine? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're listening, Charlene Harris, please write a spinoff series about Desmond Catalides. We'd right. love to read it. We sure would. And... Well, Check, Check out our Patreon. <laughs> 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 Check out our yep. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Charlie Harris. Uh, she also learns in this phone conversation, Amelia had a vision about Arlene dying and told Mr. C. So he and Diantha are coming up to help with the murder charge, and Amelia and Bob are coming too. Yeah, getting the gang back together. Yep, and we also get a quick line. Copley Carmichael talked to Amelia about Sookie because he is, quote, concerned. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Yep. We know that that's all a bunch of horseshit. Yup. That night, Bill visits with the writer who was writing about Kim Rowe, Harp Powell. Yeah, I, yeah. So Bill, Bill basically vouches for the guy, and I, I just, oh man, Sookie needs to say no. This is the this is another situation where Sookie needs to be like, no, I do not want to talk to this guy. But uh, she agrees to it, and I think it's funny they do get stopped on the way over by Karen the Slaughterer, who's just hanging around doing guard duty. You know, yeah. I'm glad we're getting to see more of her. Yeah, so he's he's connecting some dots when Bill kicks him out. But he's, I gotta, he's onto something, right? He, he is, is absolutely onto something. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious what's up with this guy because she Sookie notes that he isn't 100% human. Oh that yeah, that there's some sort of maybe like fey or demon blood or something in there. She detects something. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also obsessed with vampires. Yeah. Is that which, like, she gets snotty about it, but it's not like... I don't think it's a sexual obsession. It's like a... Fascination. Yeah. And if you're into, yeah. like, history or something, I would be obsessed with vampires, too. Absolutely. I love history. This is the... This, what this guy's doing is getting history from vampires. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Really great idea. Writing these, like, memoirs for vampires. And, like, this sounds... This sounds like really interesting reading. Yeah. You know? And Sookie yeah. got all snotty when she first learned about him, saying, oh, he's just a knockoff of somebody else who's doing it. Well, there's a lot of vampires out there, Sookie, and they yeah, all have right? different histories. Yeah, there's more than one historian, Suki. Yeah. That'd be the best part of vampires. Yeah. So he's really just, to me, he's really just doing his job and asking hard questions. But Suki's not a fan of this. Nope. And Bill ejects him. And then returns to apologize and sneak a kiss. Because of course he does. (laughs) Bill. (sighs) Fucking Bill. Stop being so creepy. I know. Come on, man. Chapter, This this is not how you get it. (laughs) Chapter 11. Sam tells Suki to not come into work. So she's kind of moping around. Yeah, she's uh she and she finds a what is it? She she finds a gray hair and she's trying to put on extra makeup. She's having a bad morning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. She should have gotten vampirized before the gray hair came in. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Now it's too late. Too late now. Window. Yep. Uh yeah, I think it's it's funny that Sookie's upset that he, Sam asked her not to come in, but she really does have more important things to do than go to work right now, right? Yeah. Like she needs to be working on her defense, you know? Yep. 
Amelia calls, and they're bringing a surprise visitor. I hate Amelia so much. <laughs> She's my least favorite person in this I, entire series. I appreciate her, like, her intent, but she is uh, always a problem. Always. Non-stop. Every time. And she just gets worse and worse over these next few chapters. Uh-huh. But hey, the surprise visitor is Barry Bellboy. Uh, you know, yeah, hey. he hasn't been a bellboy for a really long time now. You know? But that's well, the name he chose to go by. I know. I, just, I think it's funny. that then, Once a bellboy, always a bellboy. It's better than Barry Horowitz. <laughs> is it? I mean, Horowitz is a fine name, I think. Eh. But, you know, Barry, Barry Bellboy. I guess yeah. is what it is. Barry Bellboy. Yep. <laughs> Sookie tells her she's pregnant. Yeah, that's funny. As they're sorting out lodging arrangements, Suki detects the brainwaves of a baby. Yeah. Which, which is new, right? Like, So either Suki has gotten stronger or there's something unusual about this fetus. And yeah. I, at this point, I would say either one is equally likely. Because mm-hmm. Suki never detected a baby in Terra, right? No. And Barry even says this is the first time he's detected a baby as well. You know what I think? What? I think that it's a litter and there's like seven babies in there. Oh, oh, that make like yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Bob's a cat. Yeah, right. It wouldn't be his first litter, right? <laughs> uh. He does go out in the woods later. Like, it doesn't seem like a really good reason for doing it. He may be just checking on his other family, right? Been for a while, you know. <laughs> right, all the little Bob's out there. Got to make sure they're okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw some tuna fish out there for the old times. <laughs> she has a chat with Barry. He is working for the Texas Vampires, but he got blamed for not warning them about an attempted coup and had to leave and was rescued by Mr. C. Yeah, this is, this is, a, this is a kind of a, a rough time for, for Barry. It is, and he reads Sookie's thoughts about Hunter, and she threatens to have him killed if he tells. She does not fuck around. She goes to attend real fast. Mm-hmm. I think this is interesting, because during this whole conversation, Sookie is thinking about things that Barry doesn't know. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, he doesn't know that Mr. Cataliades is his great-great-grandfather. I yeah. thought about that one, He too. does now. You know? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, it's like she's forgotten what he is. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's, a, she, she's a telepath. She can read everything. She's just not used to it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Uh, Barry also mentions that he saw uh, Johan in New Orleans, and his brain was opaque. Mm-hmm. Whatever so, the fuck that means. Yeah, that's a first. It is. And then Mr. Catalides is suddenly there and <laughs> confirms, yes, yes, he is. Uh, and gives us a little bit of info about what Johan is doing in town. He's there for some job, but mm-hmm. mysterious. Yes. He does. He asks Amelia not to tell anyone about their pregnancy yet, which uh, I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Amelia is absolutely the kind of person who would tell... Literally everyone, everything, all the time, right? Yeah. But this yeah. is something that um, is risky for some reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, we find out. Mm-hmm. So, Chapter 12, they discuss what they're going to do about Sookie's murder charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got, like, a little team put together there. Yeah, the legal defense team and yeah. magic defense team. Yeah, they all offer advice of, you know, varying value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but and they, they go out to eat and Quinn shows up. Yeah. Hey, Quinn. I was surprised. I always thought Quinn was like dapper all the time, wearing like nice suits and stuff, but he's wearing like jorts and a tank top. You know, whatever. He still looks good in him. He still looks great. Yeah, you know, he's got to show it off, right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because he's there to, of course, to throw his hat in the ring, right? You know? 
Well, yeah, yeah. He, he heard <laughs> the word got out across <laughs> the country that Sookie was free yeah. for one day. <laughs> so so wow. Bill already shot a shot. <laughs> Barry Bellboy is there. You know he's there. Yeah. Uh, and here comes Quinn from stage right. left. And it's like, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah. You know, my, uh, my, my baby mama and kid are off in the woods somewhere. Yeah. So I'm a free agent for now, you know? Hey. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's interesting. Um, Diantha and Mr. Catalides are uh, on alert when they see him for the first time. Uh, Suki says it's because he's a large predator, but I don't, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting reaction. It, it is a little weird because are they? Would they be scared of Alcide in the same way? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Quinn is notorious, so I wonder if that's part of it. Oh yeah, they know his past. That. Yeah, he's got like a reputation as a cage fighter who's mm-hmm. like a crazy guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Sam had put out a call for help on the board uh, since Sookie had a lot of wear buds, and Alcide is also sending a wear to Sniffer House to try and identify the intruder. Yeah. Yeah. At the grocery store, they run into Sam, mm-hmm. who's still acting super weird for no reason I can figure out. Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, fairy spell. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, is it, does someone put a spell on him, too? It's kind of how Dermot acted. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Sookie thinks that maybe he made someone a promise, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. They go back to Sookie's house, and they talk a little more. And Mr. Catalides announces that there is a devil in New Orleans saying... It's not the devil, because the devil himself seldom makes a personal appearance. You can imagine the crowds. <laughs> and there's just this long pause, and nobody picks that up. No. Going. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Catalides tells Amelia that her dad and Tyrese uh, stuck a de- struck a deal with this devil. He also talks about what that does to someone, which I was, I was kind of curious about. And it doesn't sound like it's good. Yeah. Essentially, it causes like a decline in your humanity as you go. I thought that was really interesting because you don't lose your soul and become supernaturally evil. It's just that you know you have no future, right? Or yeah. You know you have no good outcome. Yeah. Right? No, no chance at redemption, so... Yeah, so you just, you just become immoral. Yeah. Yeah. And Suki, with her Christianity, doesn't mm-hmm. think that that's possible. But she's like, I'm not going to argue with a literal demon, which was probably a good call. That's right, smart. yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, I mean, structure, the structure of the story is a little weird because we, we see all these people plotting. Yeah. And then we have these meetings where people tell us what we already know. Yeah, I know. There it, there weren't a lot of exciting reveals there. It yeah, was weird. Why, why, why do we have those little cutscenes with the with the sniveling evil people, even though those yeah. cutscenes are pretty fun? I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's it. They're, I think it's really more just the reveals are, they are treated as if it's information we don't have, which, yeah. you know, as the reader, we don't. Yeah. Um... um but Amelia fucking told him, her dad, about the Cluvial door. Yeah, so is this, what, the fifth or sixth time that Sookie's been in trouble because Amelia can't keep her damn mouth shut? Yeah. It's, it's, it's real bad. Yes. Yeah. But then it immediately becomes very clear why Mr. C was like, hey, Amelia, don't go shoot your mouth off about your kid. Because Copley Carmichael might try to... Sell it. <laughs> yeah, sell it, barter yeah. with it, something some weird. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, but interestingly, in this in this conversation, Mr. Catality says that he is positive that the frame job isn't Copley Carmichael. Which again, I, I'd sort of taken for granted at this point. But I mean, I guess Suki also doesn't have any shortage shortage of enemies despite her best attempts to kill them as they come, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to think like who else could it be? I mean you know, we talked about this uh, this fairy guy, maybe. Uh, uh, some fairy. I want to say perhaps. Claude. I bet it's Claude. 
Oh, you don't think Claude's in Fairy? Yeah, I don't. Maybe that's why. Like they, she hears that he's imprisoned, but maybe that's how you imprison someone in Fairy. You, you leave Set him in back the main, to Earth. Yes, and leave him in Earth, and don't let him back into Fairy. Oh yeah, yeah. It could be yeah. Uh, Mr. Catality says he's got more information to share, but calls time out uh, kind of abruptly. And I was thinking about this. They don't they don't say it in the book, but I have the impression that he's reading every mind in the room, and he knows that they're distracted. So he's like, "Okay, let's take a time out." Because Suki mentions like, "Oh, we're trying to pay attention, but like, you know, there's a lot oh, to take in." Yeah, so, that makes sense. So abruptly, he's like, "It's time for a time out." You That's know, an interesting idea. Everything Catality does is sort of in dialogue with the actual text of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. he's, he's hearing it like yeah. Sookie can. He, can. he can read everyone's minds, including, you know, mm -hmm. Sookie's, yeah. I think you're a good lawyer. It would make you a very minds. good lawyer, yes. Yeah. So during this time out, Sookie and Quinn go for a walk and catch up. They're being trailed by something that they think is a fairy. Yeah. Uh, whoever it is doesn't reveal themselves, which I, I guess is good, but yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Did they make dinner? Yeah, chapter 13. The fairy is gone. They don't know who it was. Uh, Sookie is still wondering what's up with Sam and why Eric posted bail, but she doesn't make any connection between those things. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Eric has... Uh, it doesn't cost Eric much to do that, right? Uh, it seemed pretty obvious to me that Sam must have asked Eric to post bail. Oh, is that what it was? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. I didn't think really? That. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. 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 Who else would Sam do a deal with? Yeah, because yeah. like... Eric, I mean, I don't know what his financial situation is, but he's probably just like, you know, get fucked, Suki. We're not together anymore. Get fucked, Suki. Get, get fucked, Suki. I'm not going to pay the bail monies. <laughs> I, yeah, see, I found it totally plausible that Eric would just pay the bail money because all of Suki's other ex-boyfriends are always thirsting after her. Yeah. Their yeah. tongue's hanging out like Wiley Coyote. Right. I mean, Eric would do it just, just on the... He just wants to keep that, that foot in that door, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I guess, but she also says he wouldn't want to piss off Freda by... Paying, I think they said it was thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, that's true. I, I, I just find it, I don't find it as unimaginable as Suki does that, mm -hmm. that Eric might have paid it. I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She emails Sam asking when she can come back into work, and after saying like less than twenty four hours ago she was never gonna tell Amelia anything ever again, <laughs> less than two hours ago, why is she once again confiding in her? She tells her everything. Everything. Everything that's been happening. It's like. Dude, dude, I had, the same, I had the same reaction. It's like, you just resolved to never tell Amelia anything again, and now you're just like <laughs> spilling your guts. Yep. It's like, Amelia really is a good listener sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not <laughs> yeah. the problem, is it? She's also a, a broadcaster. Right. So he, uh, oh, God. Yeah, both, both in her mind and in her mouth, she is a broadcaster. Yeah. yeah. Chapter 14. Hey, it's the Help Sookie Beat a Murder Rap Gang. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Barry's uh, going to go talk to the people who took Arlene's kids and mm -hmm. eavesdrop. Mm -hmm. Bob is going to get a touch psychic to visit, which I am very excited about. Oh, yeah. That is the worst part of the plan. Like, really? Really, Bob? Like, I a mean, touch psychic? If everything else is real, right? Why would a touch well, psychic not yeah. be? Yeah. Well, because... Well, that's a good point. Why don't they just do an ectoplasmic reconstruction? That's a good point. They yeah, probably could, right? Those. No, those co They're those are so expensive. They cost like fifty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. One hundred and fifty dollars. They can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, but, but it also involves Bob's plan involves stealing the scarf from the evidence locker. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which is like a you know 
A crime. Yeah, Another well, crime. you know, only if you get caught, right? Yeah. No, it's still a crime even if you don't get caught. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Diantha and Catholicides are like, yeah, we can steal that. Sure, why not? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Quinn says he saw some people he recognized is going to follow them. So the, the, the whole crew is at work. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Way to go, guys. I Everyone's like on this. it. Mm-hmm. Except for Amelia. Everyone's on it. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I'm going to do some spell research. It's like, okay, Amelia, yeah, you're helping. Yeah, so he's <laughs> like, you know, I already got like elf spells and stuff, which kind of like, they're like better and stuff, but yeah, yeah, no, great. Yeah, great. Th- thanks, more Amelia. Spell, really, better. thanks. Just whatever keeps her from talking, you know. Yeah. Just as long as she's busy, she won't go tell you know her dad about uh, everything that's going on in Sookie's life. Yep. Yeah. At work, Sookie corners Sam and tries to force him to talk, but he says he swore he wouldn't. Yeah, I, he won't even give her a hint. You know, I I actually kind of hate this device, like. I feel like it's it's something that that they've used before in the series, and it just it feels dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Like I won't tell you because I swore. It's like come on, you know, like this, yeah, this is this is not important to 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 keep this promise, right? I mean, it mm-hmm. might it might turn out that his promise is magical in some way that he swore he wouldn't do it, and he can't. There'll be some consequence if he does tell her or whatever. I guess, Maybe. yeah. I hope so yeah. because the, the idea that Sam just wouldn't tell her because he. He promised someone, no, maybe Eric, that he wouldn't. It's just like, come on. Why would you promise that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sookie's reading the minds of the customers, and they are not off on Sookie for being tied to Arlene's death. Yeah, they're more <laughs> off on Arlene, you know? Yeah, they're kind of all, well, okay, these are the, the customers at Murder Lots. Murder Lots, yeah. Right, yeah. right. But, but maybe these people are all just like on the Arlene had a coming train, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sookie got her, someone was gonna. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what Sookie does. Yep. And let's see. She goes home. She mails Eric's keys back to him. Yeah, she sifts through her various trophies. She's got bullets and bloody rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These are the things that Sookie keeps at her bedside table. <laughs> oh, Sookie. And obituaries. And obituaries. Yep, yep. Um, but Alcide arrives to track the unknown visitors, and Arlene was in Sookie's room. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's funny that it's... He has a like a long list of people who've been in there. It's like, yeah, that tracks, you know. Yeah. Like considering the the high traffic zone that Sookie's bedroom is, mm-hmm. uh, but he does smell Arlene, which you know confirms something that again we already knew. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, Sookie knows. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Quinn calls. He's been tracking Johann Glassport, but he has to leave to stage Eric and Freda's wedding. Uh, and yeah, uh, the vampire wedding of Eric and uh, Freda. Is the the event of the year? I'm sure you know. Yeah, I wonder if it uh, is going to go better than that hotel thing. Oh yeah, well. I mean, I mean the the hotel wedding went just fine, right? It, the wedding part of it, yeah, went until, yeah. until everything exploded. <laughs> well, you know, Suki's probably not going to be there. That's true. So they'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're getting the hell out of Louisiana. Yep. Barry reports he visited the people who took in Arlene's kids. Yeah. Arlene had showed up a few days before she died and told the kids she was going to get money to live in a house and stay home with them. So it's, it's actually pretty sad. Yeah, because the kids, you know, are heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, their mom came into their lives after being out of their lives, tells them a bunch of stuff, and then turns up dead. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna have an effect on some kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though they're probably better off than being with somebody who literally planned to crucify someone. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Diantha and Mr. Catellides are back. Diantha turned herself into Kenya, the police officer, and swapped out scarves. So it yeah. worked. Okay. This is 
going to get Kenya fired, right? Like, the fact yeah. that Kenya went into evidence and took out a scarf. But they replaced it with another one. So nobody should know. Let, let's hope, right? Because, yeah. like, there's a log, right? Like, Kenya's going to be on, on, on record as having gone and taken this scarf out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, there might be cameras in there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think... Deantha cares about that at all. No. I think you're right, but I, I feel bad for Kenya because Kenya seems like she's kind of had Sookie's back more or less, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Cadalities tells Sookie that he's also there, not only there just for to help her with her murder charge, right. but he's representing Niall. Sookie is getting money from the sale of Claudine's house and the sale of hooligans. Uh, we find out Claude is indeed Niall's prisoner. Sookie gets a shitload of money from those sales, plus $3,000 a month for life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not bad, right? Yeah. Considering, yeah. like, she owns her home. Yeah. yeah that's I, great. I mean, yeah. and, and in a place like Bon Temps, that's probably, like, more than most people make annually, I'd imagine. So, yeah. she just get that, gets that for life. Yep. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. Who doesn't love money? Thanks. Thanks, Grandpa Niall. Yep. You still going to keep working, Sookie? Yeah, of course. Of course she is. <laughs> yeah. She would, ne- she would never stop going to murder lots. That's where she keeps all her bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be finishing Dead Ever After and the Sookie Sackhouse series with chapters 15 through 22. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Ben at Cafe and Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Michael Sparkman. I don't have any of those things. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars and buy some cool merchandise at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night. night. Okay. Okay.